say hello and good evening to everybody who is here with me already. I have Jill with us. Okay, Jill, just tell Anthony it's just weird because I only see your name. And then I just look like a crazy lady going, hey, Jill and Anthony. But I'm going to do it anyway because everyone sees both of your pictures. So we're just going to assume he could be in the vicinity. And God knows we don't want him feeling left out. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Wanda. Thank you for joining us. Let me go ahead and get my intro in and get us started. Uh, because I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what some of you have to say tonight. So I'm going to ask again if you're hearing me, uh, hit the react button down at the bottom, and you can hit the clapping hands and let me know. Thank you. So I want to welcome you to Divorce Is Not a Destination. This is a show that helps women and some very exceptional men who are either going through the divorce process or they are still dealing with challenges after going through the through a divorce. Um, I'm here to provide information, inspiration, and set some expectations or help you set expectations for yourself. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Summerhauer. I am also a divorcee, so I know from my experience what it could be like, and everybody's experience is different. At the same time, I do believe there are some commonalities that we experience going through this divorce process. So I'm here to help folks move through the guilt and the shame and the blame to living empowered lives. I want people to realize that life is a complete journey. This one situation or experience in your life does not define you. Life is an entire journey and divorce is not the definite, the destination. So that's what we're going to be talking about here each week on divorce is not a destination. And tonight, today's show, I'm talking about what is it like and what are some of the things you can do when you realize that divorce is the last thing on the table. Divorce is imminent. It is happening. You have done everything that you can do. Um, and I know when I when I have this conversation with people, a lot of folks, especially, you know, my good old faith-based, strong Christian folks who think divorce is just the worst thing that could ever happen in your entire life. Uh, when they hear me talking about divorce or anybody talking about divorce and not hanging our heads in shame and not living in guilt behind it, one of the things they say, oh, but there's always, you know, God can save anything. God can save anything. And God also knows that all these marriages, they weren't going to make it. And that doesn't mean that those of us who have been through a divorce need to live with the guilt and the shame that sometimes gets heaped on us by even the folks in our own faith, unfortunately. And so I am here to provide a counter to that that allows people to live with the same hope and love and expectations and anticipations of all the wonderful things that we have been promised in this life, whether you've been divorced or not, you know? So today I'm going to be talking about it's imminent. So this is not the show. Oh, but you got to try harder. This is not that show. That's another show. <laughs> you need to do more. Just, just telling you love and just do put, you didn't try. We're not doing that. We're not doing the guilt thing. This is the show when it's going to happen. Because for me, if it's going to get turned around, it's going to happen anyway. But I want to talk to people who are sitting in their reality and divorce is happening, whether they have initiated it and the reality of the journey beginning is, is, is in front of them or their spouse has initiated it and they have been really struggling with dealing with that reality. So some of the things I'm going to share is um, information and advice that came from an attorney. His name is Richard Stem, and it's on, um, let me see here, I have it here. It's on a, a site called divorcenet.com. And then some of this is information that I just believe people need to uh, infuse into this whole process because I want to make sure that you're doing things that are taking care of you, the person, not just the processes involved with divorce, which is very often where 
our legal counsel might take us. And trust me, legal counsel is important when you, you don't want to need it and not have it. You want to have it and, and, and make sure that it's the count, the counsel that's going to work for you. Hey, Anthony, nice to see you. And thank you for joining me here this evening. So I'll, let me get started. The first thing I'm going to recommend, the first thing on Richard's list actually was consult with an attorney because he's an attorney. I'm going to tell you, get a therapist, get a therapist, get some counsel, make sure you have a support system outside of the legal counsel that you may, may need. Make sure you have a good support system. I see thumbs up and I'm telling you therapy is not something to avoid. It's not the last thing that you should try. Whenever you feel like you need to have a conversation and there's no one there but you, uh, when you are really struggling with something that keeps cycling through and it's causing you to live uh, in a place where you just feel depleted, you don't feel like you're showing up as, as you're in your full self, it may be time for you to talk to a therapist. And this is the beautiful thing about therapy. You may not get the best fit or a good fit the first time around. Give yourself permission to keep looking until you find someone that, that is a good fit for you. And by good fit, I don't mean it feels good to you all the time because a good therapist is not gonna always feel good to you, but you're gonna notice that the help that they're giving you is actually good for you. Because going through rough times and dealing with things as they are is not always gonna leave you with a good feeling. Um, on the other side of that, you can end up in a better place and a better space emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Um, because you were willing to go through it. So make sure the therapist is meeting you where you are and asking you questions that are causing you to think about things in a different way and helping you come up with the answers and the resolutions. A good therapist may give you some advice, but they can't be the answers to all of your problems because they're, they're, they may not be with you for the rest of your life. So you wanna be empowered to make healthier decisions and learn to trust yourself. And sometimes uh, for me, I realized that going through a divorce, talking to people who have gone through the uh, divorce, one of the things that, that tends to happen or that can happen is the ability to trust yourself. You, you kind of don't know how to trust yourself, especially when it comes to selecting another partner or going through a relationship, but sometimes it bleeds over into other parts of your life where you just question your ability to make good choices because your marriage is failing you feel like you're, you're failing in other areas. It's almost like this negative chain reaction. So I'm going to say, uh, look for a therapist and have a support system of people that you can talk to about things that you are comfortable talking about. Uh, and you may find that these may not be some of the people closest to you, uh, to you and your spouse, because sometimes those folks feel really uncomfortable. They don't want to have to pick a side. Um, you can have really good friends who are able to maintain friendships with both of you. If you're not comfortable having that conversation with those folks, then don't do it. Don't force yourself uh, to be in a situation where you're having an awkward conversation with someone and they're feeling awkward about it as well. So that now getting an attorney, consulting with an attorney, and, and let me start here and just say, I, I am not here to give you legal advice. These are suggestions and things that I think might help you. And if nothing else, there are things for you to put on that list of exploration. And at some point you go through and go, okay, this is something I know Dr. Lisa talked about on her show. Let me consider that and see if it works for me. Um, when you're dealing with anything associated with the legalities, I strongly recommend you run that by your attorney. And if you have a great therapist and a good support system, and hopefully what I can do is help you know, give you a little list to work on and give you some support and encouragement and maybe even challenge you in, in, in some way. 
So your counsel is there to you know, make sure that your legal rights are, are being uh, examined and that you're taking, taking responsibility. I'm gonna speak just a little bit. I don't talk too much about uh, children uh, in divorce, but make sure that if you do have children that you're, make, you're, you're doing things that are gonna be beneficial and supportive of them. And I'm even going to include therapy. Uh, consider that for your children as well. Uh, Age-appropriate therapy, depending on how this divorce is impacting them. And it may be just as simple as they may go a few times for someone to be able to talk to them who's outside of this situation. Um, so they feel they have a person that's there just to listen to them. And it may come back that, you know what, your kids seem to be processing this all pretty good, and maybe I don't really need to keep seeing them. But it's not a bad thing to make sure that they know that their feelings and thoughts and everything around uh, surrounding them going through you going through this divorce is impacting them and that there's somebody there to look out for their best interests as well. Um, now I'm going to get into some of the some of the paperwork. So copy documents, make copies of as many documents as you can get your hands on in your home that are related to the relationship, your finances, uh, your credit, your if you own property, own a home rental things, business, make sure that you have copies of all of these things. And I don't assume that every divorce is, is a problematic divorce where people are kind of at each other's throats. There are a lot of people who come to a realization that we're two really good people who just aren't good together. And so they can have an amicable split. And so even gathering all of these documents, if you're in a relationship and this divorce is happening with someone where you guys still have pretty good communication, then this is something that you can both take part in. Make sure you're both making sure that you each have copies of everything that you need so that you can present those to your attorney. Or if you're dealing with a mediator, that they know what this list of information is. So you really do need to, um, you need to assess that relationship and how it's going and what this divorce process might be like for the two of you and be really honest with yourself. If it's contentious and your communication broke down a long time ago and you don't see it getting any better, that's information that your attorney should have, your therapist should have, and that you should take into consideration as you're going through this process. So don't sugarcoat it. Um, be really honest with yourself about where you are. And this is one of those things, you know, the document, sometimes people feel like, Man, I feel like I'm treating this like a business transaction. When we get married um, and we legalize it, to some degree, that part of it is a transaction. We have, you know, it's not the vow that you took at the church in front of the pastor. It's the legality of you going through a court system and asking them to declare you married. And it, when you go in to undo that, you need to keep in mind that there is a legal system involved in this process. And that's why we have divorce attorneys. <laughs> and that's why it's a good idea. So it could be your insurance policy, your automobile um, uh, titles, anything that you can think of. And it's good to just start a list. Uh, once you start copying these things, keep a running list, get a little notebook that you can keep these things in so that you know what you have uh, access to. Because if your attorney asks for it or your spouse's attorney asks for it, you wanna make sure that you've given it to your attorney to, to hand over, or if you're doing your divorce yourself, been there, done that, it is possible. Um, again, it depends on what's going on with your relationship with your spouse as to how you wanna handle this, but you may need those documents. Um, and like I said, if this feels wrong or uncomfortable, 
you feel sort of like, oh, am I being, am I, is this making me feel icky that I'm, realize that you're doing this so that you feel as prepared as you can be for something that's really difficult to prepare for. We used to say, uh, I remember when uh, my grandmother passed away, we did all the preparation that we could in advance of her passing away, in advance of her dying, because she had to go into a uh, nursing facility and ended up in hospice care. And we made as much pre preparation in advance as we could, but we still weren't really ready for her to, to die. You know, So you do everything that you can while you can, and know that there may come a day when you still don't feel ready to cope with all of this, but you've prepared as much as you were able to. So look at this whole paperwork part as you trying to be prepared. And I know I have a few people on here who have gone through divorce. And uh, I'm going to ask you, you know, at some point, if you have any things to add or comments, I'm definitely going to open up the floor for that. Along the lines of copying paperwork, inventory of the things in your home. Now, this is actually good. If you're on here and you're listening to this and you've never even been married or you're in a marriage and you're like, I'm, I have no intention of getting divorced anytime soon. This inventory is a really good thing for you to do just because it's great to have inventory of your property for tax for insurance purposes. I have a girlfriend who works with folks. She's in uh, Colorado, has lost everything in her possession to a house fire. And now she helps explain to people the importance of going through your home and literally taking pictures of everything and categorizing it so that you know you have the right amount of insurance coverage for the things that you actually have in your home. And should there be a disaster? I mean, look at the folks right now in Florida dealing with this flooding. And to know that you somewhere, and with technology, you can put all that stuff in a document and put it in the cloud. And when you need to deal with your insurance company, you now have a list and photographs of those things in your home that you know you want to get have in terms of replacement value. Same thing is through, true with a divorce. If you're going through a divorce and your marital assets need to be divided, you need to know what they are. You need to know what those marital assets are. And you need to have an attorney who understands where you live, what the state laws are on what that might look like for you but you're going to do yourself and maybe even your spouse a huge favor if one or both of you have gone through and actually documented those things. Um, talking about you know, the, your finances, know what your budget is, know what's being spent, know what all the expenses were in your home, know what your mortgage is. And I say this and people are like, well, who wouldn't know their mortgage? I have had um, family members actually who have lost a spouse and did not know what the mortgage was and did not know that the mortgage had not been paid for several months because they weren't managing the finances. So even if you aren't managing your finances in your home, you should be aware of the finances in your home. Um, whether it's a divorce or anything else, any other you know tragedy could happen. You should be aware of them even if you're not the one managing them. So this is a good opportunity, especially going into a divorce to make sure that you start paying attention to that and know what your expenses are and know what the debt is. Know what expenditures are going out. Where is your money? What's going on with your, your checking account? This is a good time to get your uh, check the checking statement because it's gonna show you what's been coming in and what's been going out. Um, know what your spouse earns. Do you know what, do each of you know what the other one earns? And unfortunately, this can sometimes be uh, a big point of contention in divorces where one person is trying to hide their income. So again, 
know what your relationship is with your spouse so that if that's what happens, you probably aren't, you might not be as surprised if this is what your relationship has come to anyway, if there had been a lot of secrecy or uh, reasons not to trust one of you, not to trust the other one, then you might not be as surprised if they're not uh, forthcoming with what their income is. But these are things that you want to try to find out because your attorney is probably going to want to know these things at some point. Um, make a realistic appraisal of what you're earning. What is your income? Now, one of the things that, um, that I'm going to add to that is this is a good time to get your credit score. If you don't know what it is, figure out what your credit score is. Um, this is a really good time for you to start building a nest egg. And I, I know I speak to women and men, but I'm real honest that I know most of the folks that I talk to and deal with happen to be women. And if you were in a one, a, a one income home and you were the person not working, this is now a really important time for you to figure out what is it that you can do to earn a living? What does that look like? Do you have credit in your name? Has everything been in your partner's name and you have been Mrs. So-and-so or maybe you were the stay-at-home uh, uh, partner as the, as the man? I just read a woman's uh, thing today on LinkedIn and she took a picture of herself and she was in tears. And she was in tears because she was stressed out. I'm laughing because it's just she was stressed out because she had been home with her kids for like a week while her husband was away. And her husband was actually the parent who stayed home with the, with the kids. So she said he knows all their medical history and their homework assignments and what's going on. And he takes care of, and this, she listed and she said, and this is what works in our home. So she might be one of those people, should something happen, there are gonna be something she may not be aware of. And so you wanna figure out what, what's the debt that we have, where's the money going, and do you have access to that money? But if you are really, really looking at a divorce coming and you have been the stay-at-home person with no income of your own, this is a really good time for you to start looking at what are my, what's my skill set, what resources do I have, and how am I going to make a living, even if the intention is your attorney is saying, well, you're going to get spousal support. Great. Good for you. I've never had that. Um, it's wonderful, I guess, if you do it and you can get it. But I'm really here to empower people that you are going to feel a whole lot better and it's going to be a different thing if you are prepared to have some kind of way to have income on your own. I just don't think um, we have to be in a position where we're living off of our spousal support, if that's what you're getting. Um, and some people may differ, may, may beg to differ with me on that. Well, I earned it, I worked, that's all good. But in terms of being feeling empowered, and feeling self-sufficient, being able to have a way to make a living for yourself and do something that empowers you and maybe blesses other folks is always, always to me going to be a positive thing. And when you're going through a divorce or once that divorce is over, even if you have spousal support, is it enough for you to live off of in a way that's going to make you feel good about yourself? Are you going to be able to take vacations or do things with your children or provide or plan for your own retirement or whatever it is on that money? Or wouldn't it be nice to be able to say there's things that I've always wanted to do and I didn't pursue them because of you know our marital situation or whatever it was, and now I'm going to try to do it. So this is a good opportunity to brainstorm, hmm, what is it that I really would like to do? Or maybe you want to go back to school at some point. 
So start thinking about these things as you realize, I got to get ready for a divorce that's getting ready to happen. Um, children, again, I already talked about children and your children going to therapy and um, you getting some help. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it up here for a minute and just ask if there's anything somebody else wants to, wants to add as I, before I, I keep going through here. Yes. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Hello. How are you? How are you? All right, can you hear me okay? Sure can, I can hear you just fine. Oh my gosh, I just realized who you, I, I've snuck in on your show. I keep missing it though, but I keep seeing and I see Jill is up here too. So let me talk to Anthony and then I'll get Jill. <laughs> you talk to me first. I popped, I requested oh first. <laughs> That's right. Do me a favor, would you share who you are and your show? Because I am pretty sure you have a show here on, on Fireside. Well, you know, Jill and I have a show. I'm right, I'm right. You know what? This is the first time. See, Jill, I didn't see? recognize him without you. Just like <laughs> you know that. You know that's not right. <laughs> you know that's not right. And my my other my other show is uh, Poetic People Fighting Racism. Comes on every other Saturday night at nine o'clock Eastern time. Excellent, excellent. See, I work in the DEI space too. So, but tell me what you were what you were thinking about this. What, as okay, so this this is it. You know, I was listening to you, and I'm like, wow, that's great advice, and that's great advice. And I said, but she didn't say this yet. But then you said it, right? So like you're on point. And it made me think about something. It made me, and I've been divorced before, and um, there was a couple of things I was laxed on. Like my, um, you know, I was involved in the money, but she paid all the bills, you know, the actual writing of the bills and sending the checks, you know, that's before we could do it online. Right. But I remember when we got divorced, it's like, oh, I got to do this stuff. And I haven't done it in years. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man. But it made me think that everything that you said, all of the advice that you have given, these are really things we should be doing in our marriage, period. Absolutely. We should know all of these things already. We should be involved. We should know what's going on. We should know how the bills are being paid. We should know what our partner is making. We should know about the insurance. So if we prepare ourselves, not that we're preparing for a divorce, but what I'm saying is if you are involved in every aspect of your relationship, which includes financially, um, if something happens and, and, and a divorce um, is imminent, then you're, you're kind of good. You know, you, you financially, you know where you stand and then that takes a weight off of you. So you can deal with the emotional issues of getting a divorce. And that's, that's a lot right there. And, and that's why I say do as much as you can in terms of preparing this sort of stuff. This is almost like the technical part, right? Yeah. 
these are the techno, these are the things that your attorney's gonna go, well, I want this and you need to do this. this, this. That's so that when the emotional stuff starts hitting you, you're not so bogged down with that, that this just slips through the cracks and you can't, you don't have your wits about you. But Anthony, you said something, you know, that we should be doing this anyway. It, even if it's not a divorce, what if the other, what if your partner gets ill? I mean, exactly. And the benefits. And so one of the things I joke about with divorce is not a destination. I speak to it to, most of the time as the divorce could be happening or it's happened. But this is also for those married folks. Divorce isn't a destination. We're not trying to get divorced. Exactly. So just imagine if you created this partnership where you are sharing that information. Yeah, it's one person's responsibility. You've got your your distribution of roles. You guys showed yesterday was about the distribution of chores, and this could be mm -hmm. into that category. So you may be responsible for managing the checkbook, but that doesn't mean you don't sit down with me once a week or, or, or at least give me the overview and go, okay, this is what's going on with the accounts. And we have a hiding spot where I know where the passwords are because should something happen to you, I have access to our money. That's, a, that's exactly right. right. Yeah. It creates that teamwork, right? That if you are in a healthy relationship, that might be more of the glue that binds you together. And if you are going through a divorce, if you've been doing that all the time, it's not such a, a task for you now to get all that stuff together. Um, cor cor correct. That, I mean, that's absolutely correct. And like with Jill and I, uh, you know, I do the bills and because Jill, she just don't want to do it. <laughs> she just doesn't want to do it. She just doesn't want to do it. That's it. She just doesn't want to do it. Okay, but... I make sure I tell her what I'm doing with the money we earn. You know, okay, I'm doing this. We're doing that. You know, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, I'm going, wait a minute, because I want to ask Jill, how does that make you feel? Oh, it, it's great. I, I always feel like I'm in the know. So he's, he's very good about that. He'll joke sometimes and say, your eyes are glazing over because sometimes I feel like he tells me too much, but I am listening and I appreciate that he communicates with me. So Anthony, you were saying, you know, you had some ideas. What are some of the things that you wish you had known before your divorce that might've helped you go through it a little bit smoother? Uh, was that directed towards me? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I think it was most of what I what I said, you know, because uh, she was paying the bills, and I didn't know, you know, we I was making plenty of money, so paying bills wasn't a big deal at the time, but I didn't know how she was paying them and and what was going on, but I knew probably nine months before I filed for divorce mm -hmm. that I was going to do that. Right. So I start getting involved. Okay. There you, go. you know, I'm like, yeah, I got, I got to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but again, it was like more pressure because I should have been really involved the whole time. Yeah. So it can, yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping to help people avoid because it's enough trying to deal with the fact that, man, my marriage is getting ready to come to an end. And then you don't necessarily have all the time you would like to have to really prepare for that. 
And so, like you said, you knew nine months in advance what you were going to do. And, and it still was like, man, I got to get on top of some stuff here because I've been clueless. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely correct. So, but but again, everything you have given, all the advice is like right on point. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right on point. Thank you for that, it, because it, it really is. I mean, it's it's an education in just managing your home so that you can manage your life when all of that stuff has to be divvied up. And, you know, every, like we, you know, I said earlier, every divorce situation is different. Some people have, you know, really smooth, easy, amicable divorces. It's like, hey, we can do this ourselves. I'll do the paperwork. It's only going to cost $400 to file it. I'll see you at court. You know, you take right. your car. I take. But a lot of people, especially if you've been married a long time or if there was property involved or children involved or just if it was due to infidelity, it's sometimes hard to not have the emotions take over. And I, I had written a note and I'm not even gonna look for it now because I'm not gonna find it. But basically, this is the kind of stuff that you do so that when you have those moments of your emotions taking over, you're not making decisions in an emotional state. And, and I just don't recommend that period. I, I don't care what the cause of the divorce is, you got to do something to get yourself back to level-headed thinking so that you can make the best decisions possible without it being just emotional based. Um, and, and sometimes it's a challenge because you wanna not like this person so much if they did you wrong or, you know, I, you, you, got, pen, you got dolls with little pins you sticking in them. You, you, know, you, you drawing stuff on things, you burning incense. You, you know, all of that may be happening. And that's why I started off recommending therapy. <laughs> sometimes it's just a healthy thing to do because you really your goal should be from my perspective get through the things that I need to get through not because they're going to be fun or easy but because on the other side of that there could be some joy waiting yeah. and if you if you turn this in and so how long have you and Jill been together 15 years so, and you're both remarried. 16. Uh, 16. 16. We're 16 and years. I, I said 16. You were so was... close. It, it, I, I think I, you were so close that I would have given it to you if it was a, if you were going to win the stuffed animal. You wouldn't have got the top shelf, but I would have gave you one. All right. <laughs> you, you were within two years, so you get something off of that middle shelf. Um, wait, wait. I thought I was just off one year. You We've were been married 16 years. Yeah, you were only off one year. You get something yeah. off the middle shelf. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're not going to get the big bear on the top shelf. You have to. You have to. That's go all around. right. At least I know when our anniversary is. Okay, do tell. That's that's right. That's when, right. It's when April is your anniversary? 29th. Okay, Jill. That is correct. Look at you. You got the QB doll. Look at you off the top shelf with the that's teddy bear. That's right. We got married April 29th. Nine? No, not 19. Don't. Anything. 2006. There you go. There you go. And so, and I ask you that because, you know, and I, I also don't, my, my intention is not to spend a lot of time talk on divorce is not a destination telling people, oh, you're going to meet someone. Because I, I don't want this to be, your life is only going to be better when you meet someone. But in Anthony and Jill's case, they met someone, right? Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. We got you, it right. Right. When you come through this, whether it's meeting another person or just having other strong and healthy relationships in your life, or for a lot of us, you need to create that strong, healthy relationship with you first 
Uh, yep. I'm going to throw in your higher power for me. That's Jesus. So you yep. create that relationship, get that vertical relationship going so that you can have good, healthy, horizontal relationships. Yep. And, and this process for me, for a lot of people, is the very beginning and the first time that they really started looking at things in this way. This message is brought to you by the Get Ready to Work Workbook, providing everything you need to know before your next interview, especially if your next interview is your first interview. The Get Ready to Work Workbook is for you if you need help preparing for job interviews. It's a book and a workbook in one that combines education and information gathering. You'll be more confident and have the tools to be more prepared for your next interview. The Get Ready to Work Workbook is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Now, back to today's show. Yep. And, and this process for me, for a lot of people, is the very beginning and the first time that they really started looking at things in this way. What paperwork do I need to get together? What do I know about my living situation? How have I been managing my finances? What would I do to take care of myself? This for a lot of people going through divorce is the first time that they have had to deal with this or think about these things. And they don't know the empowerment that comes on the other side of being able to be self-sufficient. And you may, it, it may take a minute. It may be painful. It may be uncomfortable. You may not knock it out the park right away, but there is something that happens when you realize, okay, I have started doing things for myself that I never saw myself doing. Right. And there are things that I'm good at that I would have never found that I was good at. So I thank you too for, for being on here. I really appreciate that. I want to see if anybody else, I see my mom is here. I see Wanda on here. Um, well, I Jill, see. Jill, Jill was supposed to speak. Remember? Come she, on, Jill. Let me, up. let me get <laughs> Jill on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Lisa, I wanted to tell you like, yes, I agree with uh, Anthony's sentiment that you're, advice is is on point in fact i wish i had known you when i was married <laughs> the first time um, <laughs> uh, but like you said um i i did go to therapy first in fact it was my therapist who gave me the courage um, mm. to leave my husband there were only two things i wasn't prepared for and that was um i happened to work at the same place same company same division with my mm. husband so um, when I, my, my job was asking me to renew a contract to work for them and in telling them no, um, you know, they really wanted to know why. And it was because mm -hmm. I wanted to get away from him. So fortunately, my job, um, because the, I guess they didn't want things to happen at work, um, I, I felt very fortunate that the last two months I worked there, they sent me other places so I didn't mm -hmm. have to work with him or see him. <laughs> um, and so I, I was grateful for that. Um, but what I wasn't prepared for was that after the, he, he didn't bother to show up for the, for the divorce hearing. The, so, okay. so the judge, you know, called it a default hearing and mm -hmm. the judge was practically advising me to, um, you know, ask for something, you know, from him, but I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't want anything connected to him. Right. Um, but what I wasn't, <laughs> but what I wasn't prepared for was after the divorce was final, um, three months later, he starts putting, um, the utilities 
in my name. I didn't live mm. in the same house. I didn't live in the same state. I had been gone for months. Um, so it was a really, um, you know, I was really frustrated trying to get the utility, the companies to understand that I didn't live there. Yeah. And no, therefore, that's an unusual. I yeah, yes, that's definitely that I, an unusual situation. Yes, yes. So, but I remembered that my attorney, you know, said she would take care of everything. So all she had to do was send a cease and desist and right. that stopped too. That I was so, going to ask but, you, did you, were you using legal counsel? Because yeah. And that's when it benefits you to have legal counsel um, because it could have been a really difficult thing. It sounds like it would be easy enough to call the utility company, but if you had been calling on your own, you know, who knows who you would have gotten on the phone and how long it might have taken. It's a little different. And and you could have always, so for, for those of you listening, if you have things that happen after the divorce and you did not have an attorney, that's still an okay time to get one. <laughs> you know, if you feel like it's something that you don't want to deal on your own, deal with on your own, it's still an okay time to, to get one and let them know what happened and see if you can get legal counsel to address that, you know, quickly and, and economically. But what I'll say, Jill, I commend you on realizing that that was even happening. And, and I say that because a lot of people don't pay attention to their checkbook to know that money's been coming out for utility bills. <laughs> you know, yep, so it could have been yep. months before you even realized that there was money coming out. So it, it really is about being attentive to what's going on financially, what's going on in terms of your documentation, what's going on with, with your life, and then focus in on, you know, now how am I doing in terms of health? So I want to spend a couple minutes and Jill, thank you so much for that. And, and jump back thank in if, if something else pops up, because I'm going to be talking about, um, I'm going to talk now about taking care of yourself for a minute. And I'll probably do a whole nother show or, or series of shows on divorce is not a destination, but what's your destination in terms of things like your health, your happiness, having joy in your life, traveling, your career path? What are those destinations? What are some things that you can goal yourself to that you can aim for that move you through and beyond the divorce? Because I, I, it's just troublesome to me that some people just really get stuck in this divorce. Um, and that's how they identify themselves as a divorced person. And it just, it just to say that about yourself has a, has a ring to it that I just don't think is, is healthy. So as you're going through this list, we talked about therapy. Make sure you're doing some of the smaller things that you can do every day or at, uh, consistently so that you remember to take care of yourself. Make sure you're getting the sleep that you need. There is no substitute for a good night's sleep. And we hear it and we say it and then we stay up all night watching Netflix. And the way to have a great morning is to make sure you had a great night. Your, your good tomorrow starts this evening. So turn the TVs off. I call it a digital sunset. And I have been terrible at it the last, the, probably since I came back from my, my birthday trip to Germany. Uh, it's been sporadic. Um, but I like to try to shut things off at a certain time. So I get an hour or so before I get in the bed. So I don't have to get in the bed and wind down. I'm, I'm wound down before I get in the bed. So I can get in the bed. And if I want to put on one of my sleep meditations or whatever it is so I can go to sleep and get a really good night's sleep. Um, get some fresh air, some sunlight, some exercise. Um, I'm going to say movement, not exercise. Make sure you're, you're moving. 
because going through a divorce can be really stressful. And if you are a stress eater, this is a really good time that you're likely going to gain some weight. And so you want to start monitoring all these things. So as you're thinking about a therapist, looking for an, a legal counsel, um, this is a good time to visit your doctor and let your physicians know what's getting ready to happen, that you're getting ready to go through a divorce and you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you need, check your meds, make sure everything that you should be on, you're on, but they can now monitor what's going on with your, with your stress levels or is your blood pressure changing, all of these things. And I know I've got some nurses on here too that, that might want to speak to some of that. Um, as I'm going to ask, is there anything that anyone is on here that you can think of? Now, my mom went through her divorce years and years and years ago and had two little children. So that's a whole nother experience. But are there any things that I missed or things that you're thinking about? These are things that I wish I had done or things that you did that actually helped you go through your divorce. Anthony. Here I am again. He's back. I'm back. So um, what I have done is really get proactive. Um, I have two daughters that are grown now. Mm. But I started with them young. And, you know, hey, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you know your finances. Make sure that if forever, you know, you're married and it goes bad or whatever, and then, you know, not that I'm wishing divorce right. on them, but, you know, this is when they're, they're still growing up, that you are covered, that you can live on your own. Um, so you don't have to be financially dependent, dependent. Mm -hmm. on someone else. Um and actually, and, and, and actually, their mother's the same way. So she would tell them the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of one voice on that. And both of them have done that. So yeah. they're, they're good, <laughs> you yeah, know. I, I just think it makes, for, it makes for better partners. Years ago, I had a, he was older. He's probably in his 60s. I was in my 30s. And talking about, you know, going through a divorce at the time, actually, it was a, it, it was my father-in-law, soon to be ex-father-in-law. And he told me about a really good friend of his. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you're getting value from what you're hearing today, if you've had moments where you thought I should write this down or that is really interesting, I didn't know that then I want to invite you to stay connected to me. You can do it by going to my website and my website is live empowered Institute. Dot com. That's liveempoweredinstitute.com. And when you get there, hit the subscribe button so that you'll have access to any events, courses, articles, or promotions that might be going on. You can also get my other social media outlet links there. That's for Facebook, where I'm at Live Empowered Institute, or my Instagram, where I'm at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and my YouTube channel. But if you missed all of that, just go to the website Live Empowered Institute, www.liveempoweredinstitute.com, and you'll be able to stay connected with me there. Thanks. Who had married a woman, and he said she just wasn't a good partner. She wasn't a smart woman. He said he called her dumb. I, I, I don't know her, so I, I can't be insulting her, but he referred to her. He said he married a dumb woman. He says, and I'm just going to tell you, if you have a dumb partner, it's not even about a divorce. He said his friend got really ill. 
and she didn't know where anything was, didn't know how to manage the finances, didn't know how to take care of bills, wasn't a helpmate for him. And so even from that perspective, if you want to be the best partner you can be and, and find the best partner, be a good partner, which means if you start understanding what all your finances are now, it could save you from, look, it might be the thing that keeps you from getting divorced, truth be told. <laughs> um, and it's not that you don't have, you know, it's not that you're never going to have a bankruptcy or you're never going to have financial problems. You know, we just lived through a pandemic where people had all kinds of unexpected things happen. It's not that you might not ever lose your home or your job, but know how it happened and, ha and, and be able to plan a way to get out of it. Um, it won't be the first time that, you know, it's happened and someone's had crazy success after going through a financial fall. But a lot of people just are so ignorant about their finances that they create other problems unnecessarily. So, Anthony, thanks for, for that. And even with your, you know, with your children, when you're going through a divorce, depending on the age of the kids, you know, that's why getting therapy for them is good because you want to give them have age appropriate conversations with your children. Um, but you also want to start teaching your kids as a young at a young age how to manage money. What does that look like? And I, I remember one of my aunts gave one of my her son, my cousin, he had a savings account when he was like two years old. So he knew what it meant to go to the bank and put money in a savings account. He's probably one of the most responsible adults I know right now, <laughs> right now, because it was just ingrained in him. So even if you're going through this process, use it as a teaching opportunity. If you have to learn about your finances right now, maybe this is a good time to start explaining that to your, your kids, especially if you've got teenagers. Um, and like I said, have those age appropriate conversations with them about what they're doing. So I just want to thank everybody for being here. Anthony and Jill, thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing your, some of your situation and, um, and just being a part of the show. We're tag teaming on each other's show this week. So this is kind of cool. And I want to thank my other guests. I see my mom is on here. I see Wanda is on here. If you're listening to this in a replay, thank you for joining me. I will be back here next Thursday and uh, look forward to seeing everybody then. In the meantime, have a great week. Do something good for yourself and take somebody along for the ride. Thank you for listening to this series, Divorce is Not a Destination. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, recommend Divorce is Not a Destination to friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at fireside.com backslash Lisa Summer Hour. That's L-I-S-A-S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel. Until next time, remember that life is the journey and divorce is not a destination. Live on Fireside.